0: Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. From all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de do day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, composer Mark Mancina, to the show. Welcome, Mark. Hi. It's great nice to have to you. Here we are. It's so great to have you on the show because this is our Halloween week that we're celebrating with, and I think last year we spoke to a lot of the Haunted Mansion film cast members, so this is great to be speaking with you today because you were the composer to the film. But I Uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about your beginnings with music, especially because some of your first pieces of work for Disney included Man of the House with Chevy Chase in 95 and then Con air in 97 so you know' you've, you've been involved with a lot of films that deal with comedy and drama so what was the inspiration to go into that field of work
1: yeah well you know I had I have I have a really good uh, track record with Disney but before before man of the house I did um, well I did The Lion King and and that was um, you know producing and, and working all the, all those songs um, Kind of turned things around for me because at the same the same year that we did that movie, um, I was doing um, I did a movie called Speed, and Speed was um, an action thriller movie that sort of broke um, Sandra Bullock and and, uh, and it certainly broke my career too because the the style of music that I was writing for that movie people really liked it so a lot of people latched on to that style of action movie and that sort of became sort of the sound of action movies for for quite a long time in my opinion. Um but uh, the Haunted Mansion was a chance <clears throat> to work with Rob Minkoff, and Rob, Rob had directed The Lion King, so that's how we knew each other. Um, and that's really kind of what got me interested in doing it is that he was directing it.
0: What was the creative development initially with like Rob, you know, how did you guys work around that story and how you wanted it to sound?
1: Well the the first thing is that we really loved, everybody loved, and I grew up with it. Um, the themes in the Haunted Mansion, uh, attraction. Um, oh, and the guy's name just went right out of my head. The composer, um, um, was it Buddy Baker? Yes, yes, of course. Um, and he wrote these great, great themes and I, and I, and I was really excited because Rob really wanted to make sure that we used sort of the main theme to the Haunted Mansion attraction that I worked it into the score. Um, and I and I really wanted to do that that, that was fun for me because I, lo- I love the theme but it was also just really fun to play around with it and do different things with it and use it in different spots and and this and that but besides that theme um, it's a very very big score it's a very rich uh, big score it's it's got choir it's got pipe organ it's got harpsichord it's got a full orchestra um, it, it's it's quite involved it's sort of a um, in many sense in many senses a traditional uh, orchestration being that, you know, it's not just an orchestra and added to a bunch of other things. It's actually um, centered around a lot of instruments that are sort of classical instruments. So it was, it was really fun. And and the, and the choir was a big, a big element of of the score, especially if you listen to the end, you know, the last 10 minutes of the movie, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of choral work in that. And that, that took a lot uh, of, preparing for it. Um, And I worked with my orchestrator, Dave Metzger, and he's always great, and you know, he did these brilliant charts. Um, But it took quite a bit of time to record. I I do remember that. We also, you know, we we recorded that at Sony, um, which is my absolute favorite scoring stage to work at. I just think everything that I've ever done that came out of there to me always sounds really, really great. Um, and so, and Rob is such a music guy. He's said, so, he's so supportive of music, um, that he was all for it. You know, he was, he, 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 was supported the budget for it and we were able to do it correctly and make it sound really great.
0: So this seems like a different type of project to handle with because it, you know, sometimes I think a lot of composers do say that they, the film is made, of course, and it's edited together. And then you get to see segments and then write music accordingly. But were you just working on the music while while they were filming? Like, did you get to go on set and and see what exactly the theme and the setting and the tone was going to be to get that sense of what you were going to record?
1: Yeah, nothing, you know, nothing really, when you write for film, nothing really motivates you more than sitting and watching the film that you're going to score, you know what I mean. But that being said, um, some of my some of my scores that I've done that I still really think are, are very strong scores, and this one's included. It, um, I did go to the set. I did visit the set. I met some of the actors. I was there when they were filming some of it, and it it does help, you know. I did that. I actually did that when I did the film Twister. Um, they flew me out to the Midwest somewhere, and I was. <laughs> Watching them blow a truck across the road and and all this crazy stuff going on, but it really kind of gave started to give me ideas and the flavor of what was coming.
0: I have to ask, what was it like to walk around that set? Because they went all out. Uh, Nathaniel was talking about his office, Master Gracie's section of the of the of the actual house and it was so beautifully done and you had the the couch from Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea in that on that set you know what i mean it was like you know the pictures i i see the pictures the high def pictures and i'm like oh i would have adored if they kept that set
1: (laughs) i know it was really beautiful i mean i i i went don Hahn was the producer of the film and and don did the lion king don produced the lion king so we knew each other from that and rob was the director so it was kind of like Putting the band back together a little bit, um, but they had me come down to LA where the where the set was and um, and walk through it, and it was amazing. I mean, the crypt was amazing, and the as you said, that living room was pretty spectacular. Um, and the colors were were really rich too. That was another thing that I really liked about that movie. I thought it was a really colorful. Looking film
0: you you pay a wonderful tribute in the film to the singing busts. I think uh, I remember a lot of squealing in the uh, theater when we got to see them. You know, everybody that's like one of those things that you remember from the graveyard scene so uh, i I remember reading trivia that you guys I think you hired some of the performers from the Disneyland theme parks. Usually, they have like a quartet that sings a lot of t- a lot of the time. so was that was that the case or?
1: Yeah, that was the case. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, well, you might think it's funny. I thought it was uh, bizarre. But anyways, I, I had, um, we brought those guys in. And I told the, the uh, director and the producer before they came in, I said, you know, um, th- th- that kind of a quartet is not my favorite music. I mean, i it almost kind of irritates me in a way. The, the sort of barbershop thing, but I know it's going to work for the film. And I know, I know it's the right thing to do for the statues, but it's just not my favorite thing. That, so I just, that's all I said. And then we recorded these guys. Right. But, um, I had to go to the bathroom at a certain point and I went into the bathroom and I went into the stall. And as soon as I sat down, the barbershop quartet had been told that I didn't like barbershop quartets. And so they came into the bathroom and waited till I sat down on my toilet and and then started singing it full bore and just scared me right out of my seat, you know. And, um, the, of course, the producer and the director were standing there when I came running out, you know, of the bathroom. And they were just laughing in hysterics because they just thought that it would be my worst nightmare. And I still, to this day, if I go into a bathroom and close the stall, I, I think about that moment. <laughs> so there like, you go.
0: <laughs> well, where are you going to get treated so well in a bathroom? You know, this is this is high praise. <laughs>
1: I guess so. it was funny at the at the uh at the premiere of Haunted Mansion those guys were were there and <clears throat> they were walking around and they would like sing your name or they'd sing my name they'd point at you and they go there's Mark Mancino, and Mark Mancino, and Mark Mancino, and they'd do like a little harmony thing and it was it was pretty funny so it was just kind of a running joke but they were really good they did a great job
0: Now was there any discussion of incorporating your score in the attraction, because the attraction had an update maybe like four years later, and honestly, I know a lot of people are very they're they're very protective of the haunted mansion. I I completely understand, but I really do believe that your work is completely worthy of of being featured in the attraction or around it. You know what I mean? Because I know pirates, that's what they did. They, they incorporated some of the themes when Jack Sparrow was added, you know what I mean? So was there any discussion?
1: No, there wasn't. And I'll tell you why Um, the haunted mansion wasn't a hit movie and uh, pirates was a hit movie. And so in, in film, in the film world, all that matters is if it makes money or not. And everything's based on how much money it makes. So they weren't really interested in my score. Um, in fact, I've never really even talked to anybody about that score because the movie, when it came out, it just didn't, it, it wasn't really well received and, and everybody was expecting it to be this whole franchise of doing um, Disney attractions and making them into films. And it just didn't really do that well. And so that's just kind of like, that's that. And then you just go on to the next. It's kind of the way it works in the film world. So unfortunately, I didn't get to have any of those themes uh in the Haunted Mansion, but I do have themes running in Disneyland. I mean, I have stuff in the Treehouse in Tarzan that's from my score, and I have uh, I've written some things for uh, Disney in in uh, Tokyo, and um, I've done some stuff with them. So it's always really fun. Uh, but it would have been neat to have something from the Haunted Mansion, my score, to be in that in the haunted mansion, that would have been pretty cool.
0: And, and since you mentioned Tarzan, I will have to talk about that because for a while, again, at Walt Disney world, they had a special concert called Tarzan rocks. Did you uh, ever see this or?
1: <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Tarzan rocks was kind of, uh, um, you know, Tarzan, Tarzan originally was me and Phil Collins. So Phil Collins uh, had written some songs and um, I came into the project and I took the songs and I sort of arranged them and produced them to fit into this sort of backdrop of the Tarzan story. And then I wrote the score and with Dave Metzger doing all of the orchestration on, on both the songs and, and the score. Um, and it was really, really great. I think it turned out really great. It was a great collaboration. But it spawned a lot of Tarzan things. It spawned a Tarzan 2 direct to video, which Dave Metzger scored. Um, and it and it spawned the Tarzan Rock Show. Um, which they took music from mine, but I think I think that Don Harper ended up writing that, I believe. So yeah, it's been interesting with Disney because I've had such a great a great relationship with them. I don't work for them, but I've worked with them. In fact, if you see any Disney movie um, the castle logo at the beginning before we go into um, when you wish upon a star is my music. Um, and I kind of put that logo together. Um, I was asked to write something and then include when you wish upon a star. So every Disney movie has that at the beginning. So it's kind of a nice, it's like a nice little signature to have. I had a really great relationship at Disney with a, a gentleman named Chris Montan. Chris was the mu- head of music for, for Disney and did, all these successful movies going back to beauty and the beast and uh he's just an amazing guy and he really um always believed in me and and uh when they needed a logo he really had no idea what what they wanted he just said listen mark why don't you write you know two or three different ones and so i actually did two or three i did at least three or four um Based on all, di- all sorts of Disney stuff, like one of them was based on Circle of Life and one of them was based on uh, an Alan Menken track. I can't remember the name of the song right now, but it was great. Um, so we tried all these different Disney classics that we all know, like Beauty and the Beast. and um, But it, it, it came back to When You Wish Upon a Star. I mean, when you hear that theme it's just it just makes you uh want to sit on your couch and watch a disney movie you know it just does that and somehow but i but i really like the setup of it when you're going over the river and you you know you're you're that i wrote that setup to set up that that theme and i just really like it i think it's really pretty and it just kind of makes me feel good that it's out there
0: And I hope you don't mind me going back to the choir portion, Um, because again, I I really love hearing it in the Haunted Mansion, but another soundtrack I feel is entirely underrated is the Brother Bear soundtrack. Um, I remember when they were promoting this again at Walt Disney World at the studios, this was the last animated film that I remember they were actually animating at the animation studio there. And they gave us like sneak peeks of the film. We heard this music and we went, what in the world is this? (laughs) You know, like excited, excited for it, of course, you know what I mean? And oh gosh, again, another collaboration with Phil Collins. So what was, what was a little bit different about this one as opposed to Tarzan? Uh,
1: What was different about it was that um, Phil at that time when we did Tarzan, he was really excited about what I was doing. Like he was really into the the score of Tarzan. So when I recorded the score, he played drums on the on the on the score, which was really cool. And and I got to play bass and stuff on his song. So we, we really we really collaborated. But when Brother Bear came along, actually they had asked Phil. Phil really wanted to score it himself. He wanted to to write the film score himself. And I think that Disney felt that you know what he really doesn't have those chops but he could learn a lot from mark and and they get along well so if we hire mark and phil to sort of co-score the whole thing together um you know what will we get with that and 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 that basically what we did was it was basically dave metzger and me and phil collins and we kind of pooled our talents and and put the score together and um you know, Phil. Phil sat down with scenes and learned how to sequence ideas and put put ideas together. And um, you know, he was really he was really there. You know, he was hands on. He wasn't somebody who just mailed it in. He he was there. It was fun, but it made it kind of complicated. It made it made it a little bit more difficult. Um, uh, but the but the vocal thing that was actually was my idea to to I hired. I hired this guy named Eddie Jobson, who is a, a composer and a conductor, and he had worked with the Bulgarian Women's Choir in Bulgaria, and I thought, what, what if we took Inuit, which is the language, uh, ancient language of that Pacific Northwest, and what if we took Phil Collins' music and put it, translated it into Inuit, and then had the Bulgarian Women's Choir sing it? <laughs> It's a crazy idea. I remember Chris Montan calling me and saying, okay, Mark, if you want to do this idea, then this is what we have to do. You have to come to Disney. You have to sit at a piano. You have to sit with an Inuit person. You have to sing Phil Collins' lyrics, and then she'll translate them. We'll scribble them down phonetically, and then you'll re-sing it, so that Phil can hear what it's gonna sound like. And I said, yeah, but we're missing the one layer. We're not gonna have the Bulgarian women yet. You know, they're, they're gonna go on last and that's gonna change the whole sound of those words. I mean, it's gonna be very otherworldly. I, I, that's what I was shooting for anyway. Um, so he, he thought it was cool. So we ended up doing it. And if, you, and if you listen to the transformation, it's called the transformation. And it's of course where the bear is taken up and is transformed. Um, if you listen to that piece of music, It is basically a Phil Collins melody sung in Inuit by the Bulgarian women's choir. I have a strange, I have a pretty strange career. I'm, you know, I'm out, I'm outside. I don't live in LA, and and I, I kind of come and go. And so I really don't pay much attention. I guess I put a film out. I work on it really hard. I put it out there, and then I just kind of let go of it. And I don't, I don't really check in on what people are thinking or, or about it or anything like that. Like I have. I have absolutely no concept of Moana, none, because I worked on it for 3 years and that was the hardest hardest film I've ever been involved in. And and I was not only the score composer, but I was also co-songwriter and co-producer of all the songs and the score. So my 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 plate was so full on that movie. I was so invested in it, but you know, you you have to just put it out there and see what people have to say. You know, I went down to um when Moana was coming out, they asked me if I would do a CD signing down in Hollywood. Um, and I was going to be down there anyways to visit my mom. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I never do those kind of things. Um, so I went to this record store. And I mean, there was a line wrapped around the place. It was pretty, pretty remarkable. And I, I must have had hundreds of CDs to sign for people. So it was it was fun. It was it was nice to see that people really do listen to all the work that goes into this music and can can hear the difference between, you know, the kind of work that goes into a Disney film or a Disney animation, especially um, as compared to, you know, an action movie that, you know, you see constantly uh, pounding music all the time. It's just a, it's a, there's a finesse to these Disney movies. It takes a lot more time. It, it, they give you a lot more time, but it takes a lot more time to do them. And they they hopefully will last, as you're saying, they're hopefully will last a lot longer because of that.
0: And also, since you mentioned Moana, we loved the score when we got to see that on the big screen again. I, when I saw your name on the on the in the credits, I just went, yep yep I'm not surprised yep that was so so good I was like yep there you go <laughs> so I just I, I really commend your work I think it's amazing and thank you for being on the show
1: <laughs> oh it was my pleasure and you're re- you're very nice thank you for thank you for having me on it
0: and, and before we end I have three Disney themed questions I ask each guest I call them the Fab Three so we'll start with the Donald one which is as a child what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater
1: you know it has to probably be Snow White. I think that I think Snow White had the biggest um, influence on me.
0: And our Goofy question: What Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person?
1: Well, I would hope it would be Belle.
0: <laughs> and finally, our Mickey question: If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind?
1: You know what? When you wish upon a star does because it it. Um, That's the one, you know, there's so many great, they have such a great musical history um, and rich, wonderful songs, great stuff. But that song somehow is just, uh, it just transports me and always has, since the first time I remember hearing it, it still does the same thing.
0: And, And it's great because your music has done that for so many other individuals especially me so i'm i'm completely honored to have spoken with you today and i really do wish you have a happy halloween thank you for joining us for for this halloween episode i'm so glad we could finally celebrate the haunted mansion the way I, i i do think it should be celebrated
1: I'm, I'm trying to find a key. I'm trying to find a key.
0: Where's the key? Where's the key? Where's the beautiful key?
1: Find the key. Find the key. Oh, how happy you'll be.